Hello everybody, it's me, Roscoe, and welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Tractor Gals Talk podcast, which is proudly sponsored by John Fowler Solicitors. Big up Mark Kennedy and the team for their continued support. If you want your legal stuff, check them out. They're the ones to help you out. Um, I'm joined as ever by Blue Wilson, my co-host and town woman skipper, and we're joined by one of the part of the goalkeeping union. It's Laura Hartley joining us. Um, we're gonna hear, we're here today to discuss the cup double headers. We've hadn't had a pod for a while. We've had two cup games. We've progressed in both. Blue, how's things with you? Always a pleasure. Yeah, we're back. All is well, Ross. Uh, we were just speaking before um, the pod started uh, about heating, and the heating is currently not on, so I'm freezing, and I have got a blanket on me, but so far. I'm standing strong. The heating is not going on yet, um, but it is getting to that time of the year. Uh, but otherwise, all is good. Um, and yeah, how are you doing? I'm very well. I've got a bit of a sniffles, um, as we, we mentioned off there as well. Um, cold season is here. Um, although I've had I've had like a cold now for like the last four weeks. It's gone and it's come back. So I don't know. I might uh, do I need some jabs or something to get rid of it. I don't know. Um, but it is what it is. I'll get. I'll power through later. I'll power through. Let's not get into vaccines on this podcast. <laughs> no, 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 let's, not, let's not. But Laura, pleasure to have you on. How's things? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you for having me. <clears throat> good. Back to back clean sheets for you, Laura. You happy with that? Yeah, always. Always good to get a clean sheet. Um, I think it's good that the team's also scoring goals and we're getting wins as well. It's a positive all around at the minute. Definitely, definitely. And um, we've, I've been wanting to get you on for a while, Laura, because, of course, you signed in the summer. And, uh, Blue, we're going to have a little little chinwag with Laura about her career so far because she's had a journey. You've had a journey, Laura. You've um, you know, made records. You know, you've been at a few different clubs. Uh, where should we start, Blue? Do you, you want to ask Laura sort of the standard question? Goalkeeping. Is that something you always wanted to do? Was that, you know, is, were you just like, okay, yeah, you're going goal. You're going goal for this game. Cause, and then you did well and then you stayed there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I always, standard wanted to be a striker. Um, then uh, we didn't have a goalkeeper, so they were rotating who was going in goal. And I seemed to be doing all right. And they were like, well, you can offer you a place as a permanent goalkeeper if you like. And I was like, yeah, why not? And then from the age of 10 onwards, here I sit out. So <laughs> still stuck in the goal. Going to love it, so it's okay now. <laughs> so the that rotation program was that. What club was that at? That was at Norwich when I was in London. Yeah, I, I, was, <laughs> I remember it. And um, you used to like because for some reason there was no goalkeepers. Yeah, no, so they no rotate, goalkeepers enough. <laughs> they, they'd rotate it, and you'd just pray that you didn't get Arsenal, or Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. you, you were in for a battery. <laughs> yeah. But. But yeah, good times. But yeah, I was just going to ask, um, I'm not sure if people know whatever, but um, your sort of football journey, where you started, where you've been uh, in the interim up until you came to Ipswich. Yeah, I started, started playing kind of school football, then the local team with Hemsby Hornets. Um, oh yeah. Then, <laughs> then went, on, <laughs> went on trial to um, Norwich, obviously played in the Centre of Excellence at the time. Um, and then it went on to kind of be a Norfolk program, so I carried on doing that. Um, played a bit of boys football in the meantime with um, Brandon, Brandon Football Club. Um, and then when I went on to college, moved to play for Brighton. Um, and then spent the last kind of three, four seasons at Lewis in the Championship. And now I found myself at Ipswich Town. Yeah, what a journey. And um, Blue, quick question to you. Have you ever been in goal? I may have asked you this before. Have you ever had a stint in goal? I think I must have when when we had that rotation program. I can't really remember it, but I'm guessing I've just like, um, what's the word when you like push it back in your mind? I can't. I my mind's gone blank. But um, buried it down deep. Yes, <laughs> never to be remembered again. It was clearly traumatic. <laughs> yeah, goalkeeping's never really been for me. But I used to play because we've got a, a garden at home which has got a little astro pitch. It's a really good like two v two, three v three pitch. So me and my brother would like play shooting games and stuff. So I went in goal then, but not now. I don't think. I think fear is now. I'm like, <laughs> like why would you do that? It doesn't make logical sense to stand in the way of a ball. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a bit mad to be a goalkeeper. Has to be said. 
Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, you've had a, a quite a journey, Laura, though, you know, to sign for Brighton at a very young age. Because what, what age was that when you when you left Norwich to go to Brighton? Uh, 16 yeah. when I moved down there, yeah. So quite a young one. Now I've found my way back to Norfolk again, so <laughs> it comes around. Always, always <laughs> So Blue and Laura, do you know each other then? Is that were you at, this, at Norwich at the same time then? Yeah, yeah. So um, I've got a story actually. I might have told it before on the on the pod. Um, so basically, during the summer when it's off season, um, you've not got much to do. There wasn't much provision of like an off season program. So my dad decided that you know we'll get a we'll get a PT once a week. And they'll do a session. He's like, oh, right. Well, we'll just get other people to join. So Laura, um, Kyra occasionally mm. as well. And um, Lauren Hemp used to come to my house and we'd all do a session. And you'd see us sprinting up these hills on the promenade <laughs> and doing all sorts of stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I played, I think, were you in their age group above? So we had a crossover yeah. Um, so it's sort of like a year where we weren't playing together and then there was a year that we were, if that makes mm. sense. Um, so, yeah, like I say, Ross, I know there is a rivalry um, with the yellow and green team, but some of the best do come from Norwich. Yeah, it's fine. You know, you make you make it at Itchrich Town, though. You know? you're, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you play your best stuff at Itchrich Town, so it's all good. Um, but, yeah, Laura, I mentioned you, you made, you know, history you know you you, uh, you started in Brighton's first ever game in the the Super League Women's Super League back in 2018 unfortunately a defeat but what was that experience like yeah I think to you know find your name on the team sheet for kind of the biggest game in their history was quite a massive achievement for me um, obviously a few nerves around it um, I was obviously still very young at the time and I think it was kind of walking out to like 400 or people it was a yeah massive experience for me um yeah, unfortunately, the result didn't go our way, but it was something that I'll always remember and I'm proud of. Yeah, playing against Liverpool, that's Blues, you know, team, of course. But yeah, <laughs> that must have been just great to to see a team like Liverpool. You know, that must have been, yeah, just to play against those sort of teams. And you, you played a few more appearances that year, of course, in the Super League. Just, yeah, something you, you're happy to say you were able to do. Yeah, I think being able to watch some of the best in the, in the country play football, um, going around to all the different grounds, getting to experience that as something as a, Younger, younger player is um, always something that I will hold on to. Um, you know, you get to learn from the best. You get to see some of the stars. And now uh, some of them going to World Cups, winning the Euros and things like that. You think, oh, yeah, maybe one day. Maybe one day that'll be me. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, sadly, though, injuries uh, have played a part, hasn't it, in the last few yeah. years? You know, quickly, you know, it's, was it an elbow injury was one of them? Yeah, dislocated my elbow twice in two seasons, so... Eventually got my surgery done, so I've spent all of last year on the sidelines being number one cheerleader. But again, it's experiences that you go through and it's things that improve your character. It gives you time to learn. It gives you time to miss the game and obviously makes you a bit more hungrier. So that kind of adversity makes you more resilient. It gives you something to work towards. And I think it's something that as much as I wouldn't want to put it upon anyone, I'm kind of glad I've been through it and I've had that experience. Yeah, of course, uh, Blue, you know, your injury record as well, you know. You're, you're, you two can sort of bond over that, maybe. Sorry, sorry. You know, you know, you know. It's, it's, it is what it is now, Blue. Yeah, you know. yeah. We laugh, we laugh, we don't cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. yeah. I think Laura put it really well. Um, it is, it is really difficult, especially when you have like a recurring one, um, and a dislocated elbow. I think all makes me. Oh yeah. Oh. Um, slightly ill, but yeah, I've seen the scars and they're pretty impressive from the surgery. So, yeah, fair enough. If you're watching on video, oh, if you listen to audio, Laura just showed our elbows, which <laughs> are weird, aren't they? Though they are, they're, not, they're not great looking things, but yeah, <laughs> you think about them too. I sometimes find myself thinking about them too much and how they work and looking at them too much. It does make me feel a little bit funny. Mm. So, that's, I think yeah. it's also. Now, when you look at photos of you before surgery, and you're like, I don't remember having a normal knee or a normal elbow. Like, I don't no. remember without the scars. I don't remember it not being slightly on the wonk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's just I different that, now. It's just yeah, the it's just the new norm. Yeah, yeah, 100%. This is a stupid question, but like, how does it really feel though when you you know you knew you'd done something wrong with your elbow? Because like I said like, you just don't think your elbow can get injured because it's just I don't know, it's just there yeah. in it. But like, yeah, how? No, yeah. 
Oh, hello. Oh, my God. Audio listeners, we've seen an x-ray of uh, Laura's uh, elbow there. Elbow not where it should be. <laughs> it's definitely not where it should be. That's I'm not really I was in Lewis and my elbow was in Brighton, pretty much. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It was a funny day. I can't lie, it was a funny day. How did you do it then? Was it in a game? I was just in training. I just dived, landed funny, and um, dislocated it, and then... Bless her, my best mate played in the team at the time and she had to hold my elbow at a right angle so I wasn't in pain for about four hours before I got it popped in. So we're trying to draft A&E while she's holding my arm in the back seat. <laughs> I'm just puffing on my gas and air, having a great time. <laughs> Probably more traumatic for everyone else around me than it was me, but... <laughs> wow. That is just... So, hang on, are you, like... Are you awake whilst they pop it back in? Uh, I had, like... They give you that, like pen full of okay medicine medication and i was puffing on that so i don't remember it at all but um, i was awake yeah okay wow just wow yeah is anybody listening who are a bit you know when they hear <laughs> Sorry, yeah. like, we should have given them a disclaimer before. Disclaimer, disclaimer. <laughs> uh yeah just you know just that's injuries part of the game until unfortunately yeah. um and of course you know you know you're back fully fit laura you've been playing games for us so how, how did the move sort of come about you know did you know you know, anybody before, of course, we'll, we'll mention Paul briefly as well, the goalkeeping coach. But, uh, yeah, how did the move come about? Uh, I think kind of having my time down south and being injured and stuff, like, I kind of fancied a change. I think for me, obviously, I played at the, kind of the highest level I could. And then I think how, getting injured, I kind of want to take a step back to kind of rebuild my career again. So I thought, no, I'll have a look, kind of see what's kind of around tier three. Went on a few trials, different places, and then I arrived at Ipswich training ground, got let through the gates, and I thought, wow, okay, this is nice. <laughs> I like this place. You know, obviously got chatting to Joe. Um, obviously, I'd known him kind of previously through the regional stuff, and I'd obviously kept an eye on Ipswich. Obviously, we'd played against you the season before in the FA Cup, so um, I obviously had had seen what the team was about, kind of the standard of football, and um, yeah, then went into a session with Paul, and Kind of was like, yeah, I think this is the place for me. Everyone was really welcoming. And then I got fed afterwards and I was like, oh, this is lovely. <laughs> I like this. Um, so, yeah, it was, um, I think I kind of knew from the first few sessions here that it was a place I knew I could develop. Um, it was a place that I knew I could achieve and obviously push on further as well. And I think you can see that from kind of the backing from the club, but also kind of the staff and the wisdom and, sessions that they put on for us but also the girls and the kind of the, ter- the determination in the team as well I think it was something that I was like yeah I want to be here and I want to help, help this club push on yeah definitely and, um yeah Paul Walker of course is a goalkeeping coach you know he's played you know professional football himself but um what's he like as a goalkeeping coach you know of course you've yeah. got Poppy there as well um you know Nina of course on loan at Cambridge City at the moment but um you know what's that been like you know you know training with those goalkeepers but also with Paul yeah I think we're lucky in terms of we have a really good goalkeeper union. You've got three very different, but also very good goalkeepers. I think we're there to push each other further and hopefully develop further. Then um, you've got Paul as well, who I think probably the best sidewinder of a football I've ever seen in my life. That guy can hit a football, but yeah, I think it's a good level of of seriousness, but also of goalkeepers, you've got to have that little bit of crazy and a bit of banter as well. So I think we're kind of nice, well-rounded, well-rounded um, union. That's yeah. The session's always good, always a bit fun. So, yeah, it's been very, very good for the <clears throat> start of the season. Yeah, I love watching Blue the five minutes into the... Because, of course, you come out first, don't you, Laura? You know, goalkeepers warm up first. And I always yeah. watch it for five minutes. I just I just love watching it because I just... Because Paul, he doesn't muck about, as you said. He, he hits the ball hard. And yeah, he's like... He is. And, you, of course, you have to really make sure you, you say <laughs> that they whack you in the face or whatever, or it goes in the net. But yeah, blue. It's it's yeah, a whole different you know ball game goalkeepers as we as we know. You have to be a bit crazy, don't you, Laura? But uh, but yeah, yeah, I agree with the the craziness. I don't think I've met a uh, like a goalkeeper who's quite sort of chilled and like level. Do you know what I mean? There's just you can tell if you lined up people and were like, <laughs> you're a goalkeeper. I think you could guess. Um, um, but I mean that in a really good way. Um, but yeah, Paul can hit a ball. Jesus Christ! Sometimes when um, if there's a few of us injured, we'll sit on the bench before a game. And obviously during your warm-up, we'll always watch the goalkeeper a bit because Paul just smacks these balls. 
and it'll, it'll hit them over to be collected or whatever. And they'll, they'll, they'll clear the spectators, so we'll have to like jump over and get them. But yeah, cleanest strike of a ball mm. up there with Nia. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, well, let's um, segue then onto the two games then, then girls, because uh, two cup games. Um, first one is the Fauna Cup and a nice little trip back to Cardiff, Laura. Uh, in, in the second round of that competition, um, you actually travelled for the first time with the club for that game. Unfortunately, you were actually on the bench because Poppy, of course, was starting um, against her former club. Um, of course, since then, she's got injured. And uh, you'll come back in now and, um, yeah, playing against Cardiff this time around. Uh, what's that been like? You know, how, how are you settled in in that those first few months and those away trips and some overnights? Yeah, I think, obviously, an overnight trip's always good for team bonding. You get to spend more time than usual with your teammates. I think it was quite good that a couple of them brought their, um, like, uh, the Wii that you can bring it with you. So we played a bit of a Mario Kart tournament. I think there was a few few sore losers and a few few people with head loss, but um, uh, it was good to get all the girls together in that sense and get to have chats and play games and have that kind of silliness together that you don't always get. But, yeah, it was um, good to see everyone together and you could really see that this team, not just on the pitch but off the pitch, really gets on. Um, and then, obviously, with the game, it was a good game. I think it was Cardiff is a team that's very physical and very hard to break down at times. But I think you can see our resilience and our willingness to keep doing our game plan, keep pushing through. And then I think we trust ourselves that we're going to get a couple of goals later on in the game. Yeah, it was a very similar game to the opening day, of course. Um, you know, we we just scored a late goal, obviously, you know, Megan's late goal and um but this was very similar and um, you know, two trips blue to Cardiff, which is uh, wasn't really on the agenda for all of us. I think we're happy to go there once and that was it. But to do that, you know, a couple of months later, um was uh well we had to do that. Um, and I've got a short story here, ladies and gentlemen. Um I'm gonna try to keep it short, but it may it may be long winded. <laughs> Loads of parts this story. Now, I, of course, came from the Birmingham game, the men's game, and of course, I absolutely pissed it down in Birmingham. Um, I got a train to Newport, which where, where we were staying, got to the hotel, and I knew my camera equipment was probably going to be very wet. I tried my best to cover it. I sort of let, let it all out, you know, put it out on the desk and let it sort of dry out a little bit. Of course, woke up the next morning, you know, went breakfast. We went to, of course, the ground. I arrive at the ground, you know, you players, you go out and look at the pitch, don't you? Um, have a little look. And I always take a few little snappy snaps. Um, but my camera decided to take a lot of snappy snaps in one burst. So basically, when you take a picture, it does, a, you know, a few. But I took my hand off the button, you take pictures, and it just basically kept going. And I was like, oh, dear, my camera is playing silly buggers here. So I was... A bit panicking at this stage because it means I would not have any camera to take pictures of the day. That means I'm in Cardiff as a photographer and not having any camera. Uh, so what I did, it was a nice sunny day. I left my camera out on the pitch for 10 minutes, so that, you know, let it sort of dry off. And it started working again, which was great. So, you know, during the warm up, I was able to get a few shots. But then five minutes later, I jinxed it because I said to Kieran, yeah, camera's all good. You know, I, I actually said, I, I don't want to jinx it, but my camera's fixed now. <laughs> But uh, five minutes later, it then did the same thing, and I was panicking because I was like, "Well, I have no, no camera here, and I'm in Cardiff, stuck in Cardiff." There was potential potential talk of me quickly going to a camera shop around the corner to get one, but I think I probably it would have been a mad rush. Um, but luckily, there was another photographer there. Shout out to Ian, um, who is the Cardiff photographer, and he was able to give me a camera to use um, to take pictures of that day. But it was one of those moments, Blue and Laura, where I was like, oh, it's, I wouldn't say it's pointless me being here, but it would have been because I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have been taking any pictures. I'll just be watching the game as a spectator for the first time. <laughs> All the way in Cardiff. All the way in Cardiff, where I could have been, you know, at home. Uh, you know, I support you girls, but. Cardiff's a bit far, though. I'm here to take pictures, really. That's my, that's my job here. Um, so yeah, I was I was not a happy bunny at one stage, but luckily Ian was get, gave me a camera to use, and my camera is still currently in the airing cupboards. Just left it in there because I've got a spare one. I just didn't bring one with me because I just didn't want to risk it. But um, that's my short story. Thankfully, there was another photographer there who uh, was able to give me a camera. But no. yeah, 
That could have been that could have been tears and tantrums. So the camera still doesn't work. Uh, I've tr- it does, but I've just kept it there. I just kept it in there just in case because it yeah. I absolutely got drenched in Birmingham, yeah. and I will admit on on the train I was like texting Kieran like I am so wet because it's just it just kept raining and raining. Yeah. And like, when I got to the hotel, I just was like I'm so tired. I just wanna. <laughs> Want to go to bed, um, Ross? You need to start taking with you like a packet of rice, uncooked rice. <laughs> so yeah. in your hotel rooms, you can just put your camera equipment in the uncooked rice overnight, and then you'll be all fine. Oh yeah, potentially, but yeah, I just wasn't. It was just yeah, it was. It wasn't. A good, it's the second time it's happened. Happened in Cardiff mm. because last time I forgot to bring a, ca- a camera yes, battery. I remember that yeah. camera, and of course we actually had to go into the centre of town. To get uh, that, uh, like a bad charger for the battery. This time I was like, oh my God. I actually said when we we're on the coach, I went to Kieran, oh, I'm so happy. We could just go to the game and just chill and not need a Rari. But obviously I jinxed it then. And then there's also another story to go to this uh, game Ooh. with the with the kit, Laura, which mm. was uh, very interesting. Thankfully, there was uh, some uh, help from the Cardiff side. But uh, yeah, there was some kit missing, or it wasn't missing, it wasn't. Uh, well, cleaned. Yeah, a bit of chaos in Cardiff, but thankfully someone had a washing machine and a dryer handy so we could get some of the girls' kit clean. But um, yeah, can't. Something's always got to happen. Something's <laughs> nothing's ever simple, and it's yeah. We talk about running towards adversity, and sometimes small little things like that can happen. But luckily, it all worked out, and Meg Warren didn't have to play in a goalkeeper kit, so that is quite nice. Yeah, there's a few fans who was like um, asked me like. What is Megan like? Is Megan starting? It's like you know, they told you. Was like, what's 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 because she was in the course. The goalkeeper wearing Poppy Soap's goalkeeping kit. And like people are thinking, is Megan like like on the bench as a goalie? What's get what's going on? Um, but no, it's just basically her kit was not cleaned, and the lady in Cardiff had to go and wash it for us. But yeah, big shout out to that, to that Cardiff woman for for sorting that out because I, I know Joe is very. Very appreciated of that because um, there was a washing machine at the ground, but then of course there was no dryer. Even though it was a nice sunny day, you could maybe left it out there for a bit, but it, it wouldn't have dried mm. enough time. But that's just yeah, when, when you're that far away from home as well. Like if that was maybe in Felix, though, you'd think, oh, it's fine because it's not that far away. But you're stuck in Cardiff. There's no <laughs> uh, it was not good, and I think there's also a rule like like we probably have like spares, don't we? Like blood shirts, but apparently you can't wear them. Before the game or something, I think you do need the numbers, or like obviously for the for the the referees to know yeah. what number and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, thankfully the Cardiff lady was able to sort it out, and uh, we had the kits, and we're able to to kick off and all that sort of stuff. So, two little stories to start the game. Um, but yeah, let's get right into the game then, Laura. You're starting, and uh, we had to be patient though, didn't we, to get the goals? And uh, we've got a shout out to. Uh, your opposite number because mm. Laura O'Southern, who, who we know is a decent goalkeeper, you know, Welsh international, she made some quality saves in this one. Yeah, I think we could have probably been 5 6 nil up by the end of the game, but she did pull off some worldies and some very good saves. I think you can pr- <laughs> essentially see why she's Wales number one, keeping Cardiff in the games like that. But no, I think from our point of view, it was a good showcase of like the patience and the resilience from our team. I think. I think we back ourselves in that situation to keep to the game plan and keep doing what we're doing and we will eventually break through. Um, sometimes it does take a little bit of magic and a little bit of, in our case for that weekend, a few fireworks, but it was um, it was something that, um, yeah, we knew, we, I think we knew we could win the game and we just needed to back ourselves and believe within the process. Yeah. So, Blue, where were you at at this moment of the game? Unfortunately, you weren't able to be there. But um, take you back to whatever day it was. I've got the date. Was it the 5th of November. November. Of course, it was uh, Pescat's birthday weekend. Yes, it was. It was. Get on to her in a bit because she made the difference when she came on. But yeah, that must be. It must be weird sometimes when it's your birthday. No better way to celebrate, Ross, to be in Cardiff on your twenty first. I mean, what what more would you want? Yeah, well, your teammates, you know, friends, you know, because you know, most of the teammates are best friends as well. Yeah, it is. It's true. Yeah, so, it's yeah. we got we got a cake. There was a cake. Yeah. Uh, so she got a few birthday presents there as well. So I think she was pretty happy about it. Yeah, just having to be on a coach down to Cardiff, you know, <laughs> for a few hours. Yeah, I was gutted actually when I heard that um, you were all playing Mario Kart. Um, I did speak to Lucy O'Brien about it, and she was 
she oh, still she's wasn't still sleeping because she lost. <laughs> she's still not over it. <laughs> she's still, like, honestly, if you bring it up to her, her oh. face changes. Like, <laughs> I, think, I think a few people are getting some practice in just so that next yeah. time. I'm telling you, I'd smoke your... Oh, I would beat your... I am better on a Wii, though. A Wii oh. or a DS. DS is probably my my ultimate, so... You're blaming the tools now, are you? Blaming yeah. the tools. Oh, Ross, I, I could beat anyone. <laughs> Any wow. console, I'll beat them. Clip this up, clip this up, and next time we have the tool, yeah, okay. we'll find out. We'll find I'm out. For it. I love Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, anyway, what was I saying? I completely missed the train of thought. I'm thinking of Mario Kart now. What were you doing the 5th of November? Oh, I was sat at this very desk um, studying for an exam the next day and the day after. Um, so, yeah, not that exciting, sadly. Um, but exams are now over until July, so good news. Yes. That's good. Um, which I'm very happy about. Um, Did you pass the exams? Don't, I don't know yet. I don't oh. know yet. So I sat two. Um, they were three and a half hours each. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, so I find that in December. Who knows? At this point, I'm not thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what were you thinking about then when you were seeing the tweets go out? Um, you know, we um, had I thought... It sounded like we had good intensity, and I knew that from the previous game against Cardiff that they're a tricky physical team, like Laura said. Um, so it was going to be a matter of, yes, keep building the intensity, make sure we, we stay concentrated at the back um, to limit their chances. Because you see games like this can go one of two ways where we build the intensity, get the breakthrough, and then they're quite comfortable and get another one, which is great. Or... Cardiff get a goal and suddenly it becomes very, very difficult for us. Um, so, yeah, I, I saw, I think Summer had a few chances, a couple of chances um, in a small period. And then obviously when Pess came on and then um, Tash and Pess scoring, I was like, oh, lovely stuff. Yeah, yeah, Pess got, say, Laura was. Oh, yeah, of course, sorry, Bonnie from the spot, sorry. Yes, it's fine, yes. it's fine. Uh, she scored this time, Bonnie, because yes. uh, sadly she missed yes. yeah. last time. Um, obviously, it didn't matter in the end because we sort of scored, scored that late goal. But um, I think she was probably happy that she was able to convert that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll say Laura Pesk, you know, birthday girl. She was the difference, weren't she, when she came on? Because uh, I think they kind of probably were starting to get a bit tired. And then they see someone like Sophie Pesk come on, who's got all the pace, all the energy. And um, of course, she links up with Tash. Yeah, I think. She came on, and I think they, I think they struggled with their press. They allowed a, a lot of space and a lot of time down that down that side. And I think if you're allowing someone like Sophie Pesky at time and space, you know that there's probably going to be an end product. And um, thankfully for us, there was. Yeah, and uh, and of course Bonnie scoring from the spot. Uh, Pest, of course, winning the pen as well, and then that sort of killed the game off, I'd say. And um, that was just job done, really. I think that was. Just happy days into the quarters of this competition for the first time. And we've got a home game yes. in the quarters, which is not until January, though. But um, we've got Portsmouth Girls, which is a big one. Big um, but it's an opportunity to take on Portsmouth. You know, we're going to play in the league, of, obviously. They're going to be our you know, promotion rivals this year, league title rivals. But uh, yeah, thoughts on that, Blue, getting them in the, in the quarters? Um, I think I wasn't that happy. Well, I was happy on one part because it's at home so I was very happy with that but then it's like against Portsmouth so I was kind of like oh couldn't we get another team which we won't play in the league but then Kieran said it was still um regionalized yeah. I was like oh I wanted like Newcastle away like how like <laughs> do you know what I mean well Newcastle yeah. at home Newcastle at home um just to play them again or just a different team um but it will be a great game for sure um, no doubt about that. So in terms of matching up against a team who are going to be a strong, very strong team, nice that it's at home and a little pre-run before um, we play them in the league. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it'll be a good game. And obviously, we there's not much to lose in this sort of cup, so we could. It'll be interesting to see whether both teams use it as a test run to try different tactics, or they change around. Um, or whatever, but uh, yeah, be interesting to see, and obviously, another chance for us to um, start turning this Portsmouth record around compared yeah. to previous years. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, I don't think there's any other business, is there, Laura, from the Cardiff game? I don't think there's anything else that sort of stood out, really. Um, just a journey home, obviously, you know, it's always good to... I think this time around, obviously, um, thankfully we didn't have an injury to Holly. Um, so we, we, you know, we all got home a reasonable time. I know you have to, I know there's a few of you girls who, uh, when you get to the training ground, you've still got a good hour or so to get home. But I'm sure this time we were able to lead the ground pretty sharply after, you know, everyone, you know, gets changed and has a bit of food and you get on the coach and stuff. But uh, at least we didn't have that this time, thankfully. Yeah, yeah, I think last time it was a free, get, get home at 3 a.m. And thankfully this time I managed to get home about half 12. So it wasn't it wasn't as bad, but um, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was always going to be a long day going to Cardiff, but don't mind doing it when you've got a win in the back. Yeah, definitely. And uh, that's another thing as well, Blue, don't we have to think about some of the players, you know, especially Laura, I think there's Tash, Liz and Lowestoff. There's Kyra, no, Cora's living in Ipswich now, isn't she? Mm-hmm. There's a few players who, like, even Lucy O'Brien, she lives in St Ives or, you know, Cambridgeshire, so that's still a little bit of a distance to get back home as well. Um, but yeah, that's that's just part of what you have to do, Laura, unfortunately, you know, because it's where you live and you just, that's, you, that's a commitment you have to do. Yeah, and I think, I think it shows volumes of the team that I think there's probably... Th- maybe three, four, five of them that live locally and the rest of everyone has to commute and people are driving an hour, maybe two hours to get to training. And I think that speaks volumes of the team and the dedication. You know, they want to be playing at kind of the highest level they can, getting the best quality they can as well. And I think if you're willing to travel, I think shows volumes for this team. Definitely. And uh, let's move on then to another away game. Uh, we haven't been at home since September, girls, which is just madness. Madness, but thankfully we've got some home games coming up, which is good in, in the FA Cup. We'll get onto a draw soon, but yes, the FA Cup is back, and we started our journey with Northampton. And um, want to sort of give a shout out to them really because it's a nice little decent setup at Fernyfield Sports Ground, Northampton Silby Rangers, Silby Rangers, I think it is. Um, but yeah, turned up there, not a bad little setup, you know, grass pitch. We're playing on a grass pitch. <laughs> that's just, is, that, is that a nice difference, Laura, for you? You know, as a goalie to play on a grass pitch, so you're not going to get all the, the scars of the <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just nice. Obviously, we train on grass. I think it's just nice to train and play on the same surface. But also, with grass, you get that nice, like, slick feeling. That it was kind of a little bit of water on top. So, ball was fizzing. I think it's just always nice to um good grass pitch like that and also if you dive in you get a little bit more momentum so sliding all over the place it's just yeah i think when you walk onto it you always go yeah today's gonna be a good day <laughs> definitely and i think um i think joe said that apparently the the like uh, people who've been looking after the pitch the groundsmen apparently they've been prioritizing this game for a while so i think they're like the northampton you know silly rangers haven't played there for like six weeks because they wanted to prioritize our right. game when the draw got happened so that's why it looks good, actually. They had a really decent, um, you know, grass was looking really good. Um, although you had to train, Laura, on a, uh, you know, very interesting warm-up section, uh, which, you know, this time of year, that's what, sadly, that's what happens now, definitely at non-league grounds, because they want to make sure to look after the pitch as much as possible. But, yeah, little, little people on the curtain of that uh, training bit you had to do. Yeah, um, very, very small area, um, very, very boggy, but... Um... I'm on a slight bit of a hill, so if you misplace your pass, you're running down to go get it. But, yeah, as you said, obviously in the winter, you want to preserve the pitch and stuff like that, so you've got to do things like that. But, um, yeah, I think <laughs> it's always fun in games, but, yeah, I think it's uh, – you can take a touch on that. You can definitely take a touch on a nice flat service. So <laughs> get, get your um, eye in early. Yeah, I was wondering that at one stage, you, you know, you can do your normal warm-up drills, you know, the passing drills and stuff like that. But when it got to shooting, I was like – well, we, we, surely we're going to go on the pitch. Like, surely they're just good, we're going to finish that off. No, 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 no. <laughs> they still did it. It was just mm. such a weird because you, of course, you had to move your, um, the, you know, to make the goal with the uh, what are they called? What are they called? The poles. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know why I'm giving a pole. <laughs> but you had to move the poles, and it's just like, yeah, if it goes over, it will just go over this the, this hedge. Mm. But yeah, that must have been you know weird because you know to to. to yeah, just yeah, explain that because that was just a weird. Yeah, I think in terms of not having any markings as a six yard and eighteen yards, it's obviously a bit difficult in that sense. But meant that the shooting had to be pretty on target. Um, so and had to get your get your head over the ball. So I wasn't going to go fly over the hedge. But yeah, it's just one of those things that you have to do. But yeah, I think we coped with it quite well and obviously scored a few goals. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah, very true. And uh, Blue, we're wearing the uh, the third kit for the first time. 
Um, the men wore it at Rotherham and we're wearing it here. And do you know what? It's grown on me. You know, I think Ooh. we were on a podcast where we had weird, weird Boz on. And I mentioned it is fine. It's just yeah. fine. It's grown on me since I've seen it actually in the flesh, like players wearing it. Of course, you know, you see the photo shoots and all that sort of stuff, but like to actually see them in action, you know, some players have got good combinations, if you know what I mean, with their boots. So I always look at that and go, oh, that looks good. Uh, we'll get on to your kit in a bit, Laura, because I'll be interested to see your thoughts on it. Very, you, you can see you very easily. Um, but yeah, it's grown on me, Blue, and definitely combinations of people with boots and stuff. I think Tash had a good combination of her boots, uh, Pesca as well, and a few other players. Yeah, it's grown on me, I have to admit. Mm, interesting, because I think I've gone the other way. After seeing it in person, so I saw the photos, I thought, oh, yeah, it looks, it looks clean. But when I've physically seen it, I haven't put the shirt on or, or anything. But I'm just a bit like, mm, I, I don't know. I don't it's know. Basic. It's basic, you know, it's, it's not yeah, fun. They've, gone, they've obviously gone safe. But mm-hmm. I don't know, I want a bit of risk involved. Like, go a bit out there. Like, you know how Arsenal go really out there with the shirts and some people love it and some people hate it and most people love it? I don't know. I just, Ross, I think maybe next season they go for something. But maybe that is the orange. But orange is historic reasons. I don't know. It's a good job I'm not a kit designer because I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> What's your thoughts on Laura? Of course, obviously you don't wear it. We'll get onto your kit in a minute. But what are your thoughts on the third kit? Yeah, I think it's quite very clean kit, very... Kind of traditional you've got your white with a few black strips and it, yeah it looked nice i think we looked we looked pretty good we looked we looked like we were there to mean business and i think also having the black armband with the poppy on as well obviously went with the color coordination yeah. and then like you said depending on what boots you've got also can do quite well but no i think it's it's a solid kit so it's a solid kit i think yeah i agree kind of blue we could mix it up maybe a bit of texture a bit of pattern on it but mm. i think in terms of it's, it's pretty standard pretty Pretty traditional kit, I quite like it. Yeah, of course the uh, you know the historic badge as well from from the nineties. No, I, I do really like the new badge. I can't lie, yeah. I did really like that badge. Yeah, it's nice. And uh, obviously, of course, it was always going to get you know muddy um, because I think def- I think Pesk was one of the muddiest players because of course she's you know getting tackled here and there, left, right, and centre. And yeah, that kit on definitely on a grass pitch is definitely going to get mm-hmm. muddy. So like for the uh, actually, I don't know when we'll wear it next. I think it's potentially could be Portsmouth. I think here and mentioned. Um, but they play on a 3G, so or oh, for that be at home game. Oh, it won't be a home game because we'll be wearing blue, of course. Okay, so yeah, we'll find out when we'll wear it next. But yeah, it, it definitely got a few kits to definitely get muddy because um, it was a bit of a muddy pitch. weren't too bad, but it wasn't is. Uh, but yeah, Laura, your kit then, which is uh, yeah, very out there. Of course, it's this pink number. I don't know if you can see it. That's not. It's so sure. bright. It's not even pink. pink. Yeah, there it is. There it is. The pink number. Uh, all, it's all pink as well. You got a bit of green on it, but uh, mm. when you saw that, thoughts on that? When you saw that come out the bag, very very bright. Um, mixing it up, if we're talking about having a little bit of risk involved, that is very much a risky kit. Um, I think it works. I just bought a new pair of boots. To be fair, that were pink tick as well, so I managed to coordinate. So I thought I thought I looked alright. Can't lie, I was. I thought I looked alright. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I pulled it off for an all pink kit. I didn't think I looked too bad. But yeah, it's very bright. Um, maybe it puts off the attackers, but uh, yeah, no, I quite like it. Yeah, you're not you're not going to go all out though and get pink gloves, are you? I don't no, think I that's. Don't. I no. think that might be too much. That's too much pink. I think too much, and then get pink dye your hair pink. <laughs> yeah. pink. No, no. I think because what other colours have we got? Is it is a green one we've got as well, and is it the black one we've got as well? Yeah, yeah. I think the green and the green and the pink are my favourite actually. Which um, may be controversial, but yeah, I quite like the pink. And the green then has the pink uh, stripes on it, doesn't it? it yeah, does. I quite like them. Yeah, I think they're fine. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I think goalkeeping kits sometimes they could be a bit underrated. Actually, I think they sort of get forget forgotten about. But I think a lot of people are now buying goalkeeping kits, though, Laura, because I think people are appreciating goalkeepers more. Definitely, Vaz in our goal for the men's team, who's been unbelievable this season. Um, is there any goalkeepers you sort of look up to? Any any goalkeeper you follow? Put you on the spot. Uh, I think when I was younger, I was at Ike Casillas was probably the one I watched the most when I was a kid. Um, but obviously now, boys and girls growing up, you've got the likes of Mary Earps, Jordan Pickford. You know, goalkeepers that that if we're allowed to swear on here, a bit of shithousery, but um, that kind of <laughs> <laughs> level of goalkeeper. Now you've got Aaron Rams there and things like that. I think there's now. Now that we're kind of more involved in play in terms of people look at us for distribution and being an extra man, I think it's now 
sort of more appreciated position, I think, more valued in that sense. Yeah, and that Blue, one thing I think we mentioned, I think this must have been one of the early games when Laura made a debut or whatever, and we said this is somebody who's a maybe a quiet leader. Um, and that you know, I, I hope that's you know that's okay with you, Laura. I just I just saw that. I remember taking a few pictures in the huddle, and it's just it was just you, just you're talking. I was like, I wasn't expecting that. You know, you know, I've only known you for maybe a few weeks at that point, but yeah, I, I was. We I think we mentioned it on the pod, didn't we, Blue, about Laura being that that quiet leader who just yeah just speaks up when when she knows she has to. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure if quiet leader is the right term because yeah, actually Laura right. does speak quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Absolute shit, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but actually, I think the opposite. You speak what, like, you cut all the stuff which is, like, airy-fairy. Do you know what I mean? You say what needs to be said, and that's it, um, which I I think I value highly. Um, so, yeah. But I guess it's when you join a new team, you have to – I feel you have to sort of gauge, okay, what type of group this is and what's going to work best and how do these players react or whatever. So it's a difficult process. Um, so I'm sure, yeah, be interested to see where we are at the end of the season where, you know, the players a bit more and, and stuff like that. But I think he's settled in pretty uh, pretty well and pretty quickly. Um, so, yeah, good asset to our team. Yeah, yeah so I'm sorry. Thank you. There it is. There's always one, one per pod. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, but maybe okay. I won't say quiet leader. I just, I just was impressed for. Her. I was yeah, impressed. I, but in the in the early stages, I think it was a quiet yeah. leader because you were always like calm, composed, never really looked out of place. But yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm under the radar leader, Ross. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think maybe because you just don't think goalkeepers sometimes. You don't think they, you know. I know you know you're you're leave from the front, the goalkeeper and stuff. But is that something you always wanted to bring to your game, Laura? Just to be that. You know, just someone who you know. There's some goalkeepers can be a bit quiet, but you know, you've set it yourself. I, I hear you on the pitch, and you are you are vocal, which is good. Yeah, I think obviously, kind of the last two years I spent out injured. I think I spent a lot of time watching players and teams, and kind of working out kind of behind the scenes what people need, what people need on the pitch, and kind of viewing it in that sense, and kind of sitting watching in the stands what I could do to influence the team even though I wasn't playing so kind of that indirect influence um, I think that was important for me and now that I'm able to kind of directly influence I can play I'm there I'm experiencing it I can I'm there to problem solve I'm seeing it firsthand and things like that it's then how can I kind of use the experiences and stuff I had last year to then influence this year and I think obviously we're quite a young team um, I may not be particularly old myself, but I've had different experiences. I've played with different people. I've been in different teams. So it's kind of, like Blue said, it was gauging because this team's been together for so long and it's doing so well. What was it that we were missing or what could I bring that we needed or what could I need to continue to encourage with this team? And I think everyone's so together and you can see that. And I think you've got the experience from people like Boz, Kyra, Bonnie, Tash and people who've been here for years. Um, and it was just then using my experiences to then help with that. Um, obviously, from a goalkeeper, from the defensive unit, you see everything. Um, so you can shout left shoulder, right shoulder, and you've got that picture. I then think it was that dynamic of I didn't want to overstep. I didn't want to push my way in. But also, I feel like I could be like, well, actually, we need to do this to be able to do that. And hopefully people took it on board. And I think you've just got to gain respect from new teammates and stuff. But you've also got to take that first step forward in the hope that they receive it well and hopefully hopefully it went well hopefully <laughs> for all I know they all think I'm a bitch but it, <laughs> no I think yeah I think it went down well and it's something that I want to continue to do and hopefully make sure that the younger players feel like they can make an influence as well when they can use their voices I think we're a team of 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 leaders. Like, we don't want just one voice. We want everyone to be able to make a point and also problem solve together. So I think that's also majorly important for us. Yeah, definitely. I think that's good in a blue to have different leaders um, on the pitch in different positions. And um, I think it's a few players who really stepped up this year in terms of, you know, getting their voice heard. And of course, as, as Laura said, we've got a lot of young players, but I feel they've been able to step up and, and show that leadership as well. Yeah, I think it's having an environment where... Um, say a younger player feels comfortable to make a point or suggest something which then might aid the rest of the team. I think once you have that environment, 
you've then got more brains working together to solve problems on the pitch, off the pitch, whatever. And all around, you you come together as a group and you feel like you you deserve your place and whatever, and no one's better than another, if that makes sense. And there's sort of equal respect between everyone. I think that's really powerful. Um, and I definitely think we're, we're moving towards that. Obviously, it's never going to be perfect. There's always going to be imperfections, but... Um, otherwise, it'd be boring, Ross. There'd be nothing to work on. Yeah, true. true. So I think there's one. Um, I think press conference with Kieran McKenna said uh, for the men's team, like it's just you know if we there's nothing to work on. There's no point turning up on the Monday for yeah, training. Yeah, just, we're just going to every game. So <laughs> yeah, you always you always learning. You always improving. So it's, yeah. it's it's good. It's good. And uh, well, let's talk about the, the gaming girls. You know, six goals to talk about. Lucio O'Brien is back. Um, of course, he's been back for the last few weeks um, and has been playing well. Just hasn't been able to find that goal. Got a few assists before this. But yeah, two goals for her. And her first goal was a, was a peach. Uh, what a ball from Evie Williams, who's been playing really well. Evie, of course, played centre-back at Cardiff, didn't she, Laura? And I thought she did really well. She's back in a normal position for this one, I think, if I remember. Correct me if I'm wrong. Back in at centre-back again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, great ball from her. Lucio Brian finish, and um, that's a good thing in a blue to to see Lucio with two goals. Yeah, for sure. I was really pleased when I saw that um, because she deserves it. And I can imagine she was she was very happy with that. Um, it's never nice to see someone um, injured, and I think she's one of those which she loves football so much that um, it was really tough for her. So for her to get success on the pitch back again which is great and um sounds like she had a really good game um but i'll ask your opinion on because i've known lucy for a, a few years now um but what's your p- opinion on um o'brien laura yeah i think when i first came in obviously she was injured and it was a lot of time her spent in the gym and then when she started to come out onto the pitch i was like oh who is this? (laughs) Where has this footwork come from? So I think, yeah, it was good to see someone who's obviously had a hard time over the last few months then come back onto the pitch and be able to express herself and kind of show her football and what she's about. Her footwork is phenomenal. Her first touch, yeah, equally as good. Um, I think it's been good to have kind of that link up of Peskit, OB, Tash, and kind of see how that's all been working together. You know, the tricky feet and winning penalties or having assists or scoring goals I think it's nice to have that kind of freedom in the front three and that fluidity yeah I think she's one of those who like she looks faster when she's running with the ball than she is without (laughs) you know some of those players who just look quick like with the ball um she's one of those and yeah the dribbling has always been a strength of hers I think our two goals we actually went over the top like we actually did long Mm. It weren't like, but of course she had to work really hard for the, the third goal, the third goal of the game, her second of the afternoon. But there were just long balls over the top, which is like we're going direct here. We're going direct. This is not a Joe Sheehan football. This is direct. I think we had to do that at some stage, and uh, it came off, which is fantastic. And yeah, three 0 at half time, and I think you know, I think we did give respect, didn't we, Laura, to Northampton? You know, a team who are a division below us, um, who you know, just sort of mid-table in their division. And I, th- I thought they weren't too bad. I think they defended well. And I think we gave them respect, didn't we? Yeah, I think the first kind of 10, 15 minutes, I think it was us finding our feet and kind of sussing them out. I think we kind of went with the game plan of moving the ball around, seeing kind of assessing what their press was going to be, um, trying to break down the lines, finding the pockets. And I think they had two early corners and I think that was kind of all that they had throughout the game. But I think once we found our feet, the pockets, the spaces, the runs we needed to do and the balls to play. I think that was then when we got our success and I think we played some very lovely football. Um, I know I didn't spend a lot of time in action. I spent quite a lot of time observing, but I did think at times I was like, yeah, we're starting to click. You can see the pictures we've been trying to get out and training, some of the combinations in wide areas, people finding these great pockets, the turns, the touches, like everything just seemed to flow. And we just looked, we just looked very good. I can't lie. Yeah, we, yeah we, we were playing some really good football. And another question for you, Laura, here. What do you, how do you keep that concentration when there's like a game where you know there's not going to be much action for yourself? There's not going to be many saves. Like, How do you keep that concentration just in case? I don't know, they, they're on the counter and they score. Because as you say, you are watching the game and I'm sure you're you know just being aware. But I'm sure there's times where you're just like, I'm 
I'm not going to be doing anything. Like, what, what do I do? Just have a little look, wander over there. Oh, what's going on over there? But, yeah, how, how do you keep that concentration? Yeah, I think for me, yeah, I do talk to myself quite a lot. I think I look kind of commentate through the game in my own head or you make comments here and there of like, oh, great turn or oh, you made you made her look silly and like <laughs> things like that. And you can end up just kind of in that sense. But also there's an element of I still need to stay connected. Um, obviously, we're a team that likes to play out. We're a team that, you know, we build as a back three. So I also need to make sure that I'm ready to be the right angles to receive a pass. Um, but it's, yeah, I think a lot of it is just talking to yourself, obviously commentating through the game and things like that. Obviously, travelling fans are obviously very vocal as well and might find myself singing along to some of the songs. But, it, <laughs> yeah, it's just making sure that I am focused throughout the game. But you also need that kind of 10 seconds of switching off because goalkeeping itself is quite mentally demanding. I do find myself coming off a pitch and thinking, Phew, that was that was hard, and I've probably done about two k. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very true, very true. Um, if I, I think if I was in that position where I, I know there's not really much action, I'll probably just think, oh, what am I going to be doing this week? What was my plan? Oh, good goal. Um, and yeah, you just. Be- <laughs> Um, and there's some other good goals in this game, actually, Blue. Should we segue on to... Yeah, Tash with another double for her. And we might as well just do the stats on her right now because she's got 16 goals this season, which is our, our best return um, in Tier 3 since we've been in this uh, league. I think she only scored... I won't say she only scored. I think she only scored 12, 13 goals last year. So she's already beaten her previous record from last year. And it's only November, which is fantastic. Um, and I think now she's at 191 games for the club. 142 goals for the club as well. So we're talking about what she's going to hit first, 150 goals or 200 games. I think she's going to maybe do the goals first, maybe. I think for the graphics, she needs to hold back and uh, do it at the same time. (laughs) So we might need to have a word with her about that. Well, unless it's like a, yeah, well, yeah, okay. Kieran's probably hoping for that. If it happens, it happens. But yeah, I, I remember saying it to her and almost like uh, joking because it would be, it's almost, it's possible, but slightly unrealistic. But Jesus, this season, she's just been on fire. Um, so yeah, fair play to Tash. She already beat the tally last year. I think she had a challenging season last year. Um, not, not Probably not down to her, but just the connection between us getting the ball to her and her finishing it or whatever. Um, but yeah, this season's just been a different level, um, and whatever she touched goes in. So yeah, long may it continue. She uh, she got a bit of a sore one though, didn't she, Laura, for her first goal? Because um, of course she scores, and I think she got absolutely kicked in the ankle, or whatever, and she was down, and so she couldn't do a celebration or anything. She was down, and like she was holding it, and she was like, "Oh my god!" Um, and I think she did say it was a sore one, but uh, you never like to see that. And thankfully, she was fine. She was fine. So that's all good. Um, I want to quickly mention uh, Pesk's goal to make it 4-0 because uh, a nice free kick routine, Laura, mm. which is nice. Uh, Boz plays free kick. I don't think they were alert enough, were they? And Pesk was able to score. Yeah, I think Boz with a quick thinking to spot the space in the area and then obviously a very nice touch forward and strike by Pesk. I think it shows that as much as we have a game plan and we have structure and stuff, also there's that element of creativity and that quick thinking and that able to have that bit of um, flair in the final third and have that bit of freedom and personality. I think that's also quite good from us. Obviously, like you said, some of the goals were just from long balls over the top, but I think it's kind of that work in terms of people dropping in, finding that space. But we are a playing out from the back team. We are a kind of tiki-taka football team but also we have that in our locker to change it up when we need to and exploit the spaces that are available to us yeah definitely and uh blue bonnie then scores from the spot lucy o'brien finally gets a penalty um because she 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 always gets tackled lucy you know she, she we know she's a skillful player and she's always going to be brought down because she you know that they're just we can't get the ball off her all right let's just take her down and of course we get the penalty and bonnie steps up and she's actually now got five goals this season bonnie yeah so yeah. you know, two penalties in two games. Yeah, um, putting, putting the doubters to bed. It's good. Yeah. Good to see. Um, and yeah, Shaw O'Brien wins a penalty. I think that's a you kind of expect that if, if you had to bet on anyone winning a penalty, it would be someone like Lucy O'Brien. Yeah, but then I think she has to have a few like you know shouts to get one first. Yes, yes. Where she goes down like, how is that not a penalty? I think what game was it recently where? We had like three penalty shouts, and like the one we actually got 
It was a chatting game, weren't it? And I think yeah. I think it was Lucy who got take take down. I was like, that is that is actually not that's a softest out of the three <laughs> shouts, but we got it. So yeah, it must be a thing with refs when they realise that they should have given the two prior. They're like, yeah. oh right, I'll, I'll just give this one. Yeah, <laughs> make up for it. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah, interesting. <laughs> um, and then yeah, of course, Tash makes it six with a, with a volley, um, and that was it. Laura, job done. Um, a clean sheet for you. Happy days. Uh, but yeah, any other business from the game? Anything that still stands out for you? You know, once again, good atmosphere. I think once again, eight percent of the ground was town fans. Because uh, is that sort of surprised you since coming in? You know, seeing that the support we have that you know away games especially. Yeah, I think I didn't realize how um, how big the town fans were, and obviously traveling away to. Cardiff and you're still hearing the drum traveling away to Northampton or wherever we go and you've still got this drum going on I'm, I I didn't realize it was such a diehard dedication but I rate it I like it I like kind of that um the chance and that kind of ability I think it does spur on the players I think it gives you something to play for as well um but yeah I didn't realize the Blues fans were as it <laughs> would travel as far as they did but I yeah we appreciate the support every week Definitely. No, I'm sure they'll find a song for you soon. They'll do something about jam, won't they? They'll do that. They'll be, they'll be there. Kira will find an idea and there'll be uh, something about jam and they'll be they'll something maybe turn up with jam or something. Yeah, that's good for you, Ross. That's easy, though. You know, we, we've, I think we did this with part of your signing video. I think that was maybe an idea we're going to have. Yeah, like I, did, I did think it was going to be me opening a jar of yeah. jam with my gloves on or something like that. I was like, oh, <laughs> here we go. I don't think we, in the end, I didn't think we did right. it. I think we just think we couldn't get a, I don't know, we just couldn't <laughs> get a jar in time. Yeah, yeah um, But you never know, you never know. Um, one thing about actually, this is a sort of same subject, but um, about mascots. Northampton brought their mascot to the game and it was a dragon, which I don't know what the connection is, but I it absolutely scared the living daylights out of me. <laughs> I was like, you know, look, just setting up. And I looked over and I was like, what there was this thing? There's a dragon. Um, and it just sort of stood there just staring at me for a while. And I was like, hello. <laughs> but I just don't know what the connection with Because they, they're called the cobblers. They're, called, they're, they're the shoe army. But they have a dragon as a mascot. So if you're a Northampton person out there, let us know. I know uh, Paul used to play for Northampton. So maybe Paul knows more about that. But yeah. Fair play to bring their bring their mascot, but um, it just it did scare me a little bit because like cause it just came out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, um, big shout out though to the away day food. Um, it's time mm. to bring the rating now. Laura, I sort of panicked when I went up there because there was a lot of options, but the yeah. lady she was very nice, but also very like blunt. She was like, "What do you want?" And I'm like, yeah. "Uh." Uh, I think it was assertive and efficient. I think she just wanted bang, bang, bang. There you go, food gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With me, I like to have a little look, like have a little mm. look, choices and stuff. But she was like, "What do you want?" I was like, "Uh, can I have that?" And I actually asked, "Could I have this as well?" And she was like, mm, "I don't know." I, I had a chicken curry, but then I could have had more. And I think Joe said to me, "It was disappointed with me because he, he got a burger and a few other bits." And he was like, "I thought you'd get a burger, Ross. What is that?" So it was, it was disappointing to me. But uh, it was decent, though. Decent little set. What did you have, Laura? Did, what, what, what you uh, I had pasta meatballs, and then there was also then like a selection on the side salads as well. So, that, yeah, it, wow. was a, it was a lot to take in, I can't lie. And I think it was me, Holly, and Maisie were trying to have discussions in the queue what we were going to have, and none of us could make a you know, decision quick enough. So, But, no, yeah, it was good to have the spread and the and the variety. And, um, yeah, it was... Yeah, it was. It was. I think it was a good club. Like the setup, like the whole changing rooms and everything were nice and clean. And yeah, it was. It was a good, good little grand. Yeah, definitely. A little nice little clubhouse. And uh, yeah, you, you got poker chips to get your get your food. Yeah. To get Paul. Paul, the goalkeeper coach, he was in charge of it. He was giving them out <laughs> like that. Um, obviously, I took one because I'm, I'm getting food. Obviously, um, but for this feature, for this feature. Um, but yeah, I, I had a chicken curry and it was nice. But I, I did sort of regret because I was looking around. Like, everyone else had different selections. I was like, oh, I really did panic when I, when I got this. I wish I just got some more stuff because I think there's a lasagna as well. Oh, wow. That's a lot. It's, honestly, it was like yeah. a little buffet of little selection. And I just... Jacket you know, potato, uh, pasta wow. meatballs, burgers. Yeah. That's, that's got to be up there for probably up there, yeah. food yeah. Of, the, of the year so far, maybe. So, just maybe the once again, she was a nice lady, but she was just very like, What do you want? 
get out. It's just efficiency, Ross. Yeah, she's, just, she's, just, she's, just, she's got to feed a lot of players. And, and yeah, she's got to get everyone fed. Yeah, so, but yeah, it was good. And um, yeah, fair play, good hosts. And uh, we move on. And of course, we're waiting for the FA Cup draw because we knew we could potentially get Norwich because uh, mm. they won their game against Hashtag. They beat Hashtag 1-0. So fair play to them. You know, Sarah Quance and, and, and um, Lauren, of course, Hales there as well, former players. Um, and uh, unfortunately, we didn't get them, but we did get a home tie, finally, in the, the FA Cup. And we're drawn against Sutton Coalfield Town, who play in the same division as Northampton. I think Northampton uh, beat them, actually. Yeah, 4-2. 4-2. 4-2, yeah. So, um, yeah, thoughts on that, Blue? A home tie, thankfully. Um, but, yeah, another... I hate to say a winnable tie, but it's a, you know be a good test and new team to play. Yeah, exactly that. Main thing is it's a home. I would take anyone at home, um, and the fact it's a new team is exciting too. Um, on the face of it, should be a winnable game, um, so we'll look forward to that. But obviously, you never know. Um, we've never played this team before, so well, not that I know of anyway. Um, but yeah, we love the FA Cup, and it it looks like. Um, if we perform well enough, we'll be able to progress. Yeah, Laura, I'm sure you're you're keen for potentially Norwich Richards game one day. Um, that hopefully, and we're, we're hoping the FA Cup because definitely when you see teams when they we knew when they were playing hashtag, we thought that's a tough game for them because we know hashtag have done well in our division this year. But what that was an upset, and we think there's a potential here of the draw. And then no, but then there's still potential. I think they've got potential winnable tie. And then if we win against Sutton Coalfield Town, that, that tie could be back on. But uh, yeah, thoughts on that. And it's just good to be home again because it's been set September since we last played at home, which is just madness. Yeah, I think the FA, magic of the FA Cup is always something that we talk about. And obviously, for Ipswich, it's um, something that you've done well in over the last few years. Um, but yeah, obviously, a Norwich-Ipswich tie would be something that we're all looking forward to. Um, maybe either at Carroll Road in front of 14,000 people and hopefully get the three points there. But I think it's something that we all kind of were hoping for, but we've got Sutton Coalfield. I think it's good to test ourselves against different leagues, different teams, different parts of the country and see if we're able to play our football again. Obviously, they're in the same league as Northampton, but we're not going to take anything for granted in that sense. You know, Like you've said, Norwich had an upset, so we've got to make sure that we're switched on and we still play our football. Yeah, definitely. I think they. Um, I'm going to get this right, Blue, because I got uh, this got played in the hotel in Cardiff many times. Oh God! I literally said it wrong there. Luff- oh my God! I can't say it. <laughs> no, <laughs> I've done it already. Luff. Oh my God! I can't say it. Luffra Lightning. There we go. There we go. Is that said it? Luffra Lightning. Um, of course, mm. they play them as well. So Charlie, of course, can give us some, maybe some footage. But uh, yeah, that got that got chucked at me on uh, at Cardiff when I, when I arrived. You know, from the from the train, got in, chucked my bags. There was um, apple crumble for me to eat, and then uh, that got played on the big screen. I wanted to play like it was it was just the staff it wasn't the players <laughs> but um I had to basically Joe went I've got the, I'm gonna play this and also there's three apple crumbles for you to eat and I was like three I had two I won't go three but I had two um but yeah it got played I was like and I just like I, I butchered it again so um you're welcome ladies and gentlemen you're welcome for that you're welcome Joe hope you enjoyed that um but yeah that game of course is the 26th uh, so no game this weekend, but the 26th of November um, at the Asia Arena. Um, bring it on um, in the FA Cup second rounds. Um, but yeah, no game this weekend. Uh, Tash as well, other business. Tash has won the Player of the Month for the second time in a row. So congratulations to her. But uh, any other plans then this weekend, girls? No game again? It's, it's sort of stop-start again. Laura, what's that been like? You know, stop-start. Um, I'm sure you, you know, you've still been training during the week and stuff, but you know, is it okay to have these breaks, but would you prefer have games? I think, obviously, at the minute, we've had a lot of play a game, have a week off, play a game, have a week off. Um, I think, obviously, when you're trying to build momentum, it's a little bit annoying, but um, we still train, we still have the same the same mentality. I think it gives us now kind of two weeks to prepare for this game, so obviously it gives you a bit more time. Um, it's like having an international break every other week, but, um, yeah, um Slightly annoying, but it obviously gives us think time more time to work on things. So it kind of has its ups and its downs. But yeah, I think it's sometimes good to give yourself that kind of switch off and that able to do things that maybe you're not always able to go see family, go see friends, and have that kind of downtime, which is also nice. Kind of live a bit of a normal life for a weekend before you come in the next week and start playing football again. But 
obviously we all love football. We'd all love to have a game on a Sunday. But um, yeah, it gives you a chance to maybe go watch someone else play or kind of scout out some other options. But yeah, slightly annoying, but I can always do something else. Yeah, Blue, my, my plans for this Sunday is 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm heading to watch my niece play under under 11's football in the cold. Um, Hopefully yeah, not hungover. Yeah, well, no, oh, I am going out on the Saturday, actually, so potentially <laughs> I, may, I may be hungover for that one as well. But, um, yeah, it's good to see the, the, the new generation come through. But, yeah, any plans this Sunday? This I'm, weekend? Actually, I'm, I'm going up to Manchester. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking my sister uh, to go and watch the Manchester derby at Old Trafford. So um, she's a big Manchester United women's fan, um, as she absolutely loves Ella Toon. Um, so yeah, that was a birthday present. Um, so I'll be driving up there Saturday and staying over, and then yeah, we'll watch the game on Sunday and drive back in the evening. So yeah, it should be good. Looking forward to it. Yeah, so so football still on the agenda for all of us. Um, there Can't we go. <laughs> yeah. We're all addicted. Yeah, all addicted. Um, and of course, playing playing the game as well, the game we love. So. Um, so there we go. Well, I've just seen the time and we've gone over an hour, which has been great, though. You know, time flies when you're having fun and all that jazz. It's been great to have you on, Laura. Um, thanks for, for joining us and uh, giving you some insight on your, your time so far and everything like that. Um, so, yeah, Cup Double Header done and dusted uh, into the rounds of the quarters and the second round of the Final Cup and the FA Cup. Uh, we'll be back, Blue, uh, after the FA Cup game. But, yeah, any other business from you? Um, no, I don't think so. Just a big thanks for, for listening this long. It's been a long one, but uh, yeah, a really good pod. Enjoyed it very much. Definitely. Well, Laura, thanks for joining us. Um, Blue, as always, take it away. Outro. Yes. Remembering Don Fowler's solicitors, big thanks to them for sponsoring the pod, as always. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening once again. Um, thanks for both of you for being on the pod and having an hour of your time. And we'll catch you in a couple of weeks after the next round of the Cup.